Listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring If you didn't know it's an orange and blue thing Hope to win the championship in a few rings It's an orange and blue thing Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing Beat the other team with defense in a few swings LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing What's up, Mets fans? As we were just about to go live, as our little video is playing there, I'm looking at Julie on the bottom of the screen, and she's covering her, covering her face, trying to compose herself, because for the second week in a row, we are doing a remote show because... Well, why don't, Julia, why don't you let the people know why you're home this week? Because that's your business. Okay. Well, first of all, last week, as we all knew, I had the stomach virus. I tested myself for COVID twice at home. Both tests were negative. On Monday, however, when I was eating dinner, I realized I couldn't taste it. So I took another COVID test and I am positive. And on top of all of that, Monday I was supposed to go to the Mets game with my boyfriend and my dog for Bark in the Park. So I was at his house where all my makeup is. (laughs) So now I'm at my house with COVID and no makeup. So please make this a week. You listen to the podcast instead of watching it because this is brutal right now. So I'm very sorry to all who who have to watch. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you powering through, of course. I mean, I said no pressure. I was like, hey, you know what? No big deal. We could always just either skip it or do something else or, you know, I could have. Yeah. Had I realized prior to 20 minutes before we started this thing that I didn't have my makeup, I probably would have skipped. But whatever it's all good here we are all natural for the most part when people have covid they don't do anything i mean i mean i'm sure people that have to like let's say they work remotely and they could still power through um but you are a business owner as well so i'm sure it's pretty stressful and uh i appreciate you spending the next hour hanging out here with us because as always a work crisis did hit as it always does seconds before we started this thing. So if I'm looking down at my phone, I also apologize. Listen to the podcast today. Don't watch it. Just listen. <laughs> no, you should watch it. Also, uh, <laughs> uh, also I want to let you know, Julia, that if, um, if the doorbell rings, I, I have to get up cause I'm the only person here right now. So you might have to roll the show solo for a second. Uh, Great. if you happen to have to get up, but I, I think we should Let's be okay. So, all right, guys. So, um, yeah, nine and three, best record in baseball, a 29 run differential, the best in baseball. And unfortunately, um, you know, some fans, I guess they're so um, programmed in their DNA to not get too excited. I mean, we were 11 and I'm one. I'm one of them. A couple, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are. We were 11 and one a few years ago, and we know what happened after that. So, um, you know, the argument that I see a lot on Twitter, especially when a team starts off hot, especially our team, is the people who say, yeah, well, they're not beating good teams. Well, how do you explain yesterday then? Because the San Francisco Giants won 107 games last year. They just came off of winning five straight games before they got to Queens. And the Mets took both games with a doubleheader. So, like, what's the excuse now? Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, it's a small sample size. But everyone said the Giants, this is going to be the first real test of the season. And it was. I mean, especially for Tyler McGill yesterday, he did not have his best start by any means, but he still powered through for, I think, six innings and, you know, ended up at least getting a no decision out of that. So, yeah, I think it was a big test. It was very – I literally had a point when I was watching the game where I was like, damn, I think they're actually good. (laughs) Like, I never say that this early because I just like to 
condition myself to expect the worst and be pleasantly surprised, but they're undeniably fun to watch right now. So yeah, all good things. Well, I mean, even last year, when it got to the end of the season, you and I both fully admitted that we weren't watching any baseball. Like the, I think yeah. on the last episode of last season, we were like, Hey, uh, did you watch in baseball this week? And we both said no. And we kind of just sat here and said, thank God the pain and misery is over, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. And then you quickly realize when it starts to snow, you're like, man, I really wish I could watch any baseball right now uh, yeah. instead of shoveling snow. And then you kind of die for spring training. And uh, clearly we know what happened with that this year with the whole lockout. So, you know, for shit sure. happens and the, the season is upon us. There are, uh, you know, back at there tonight with Bassett on the man that tomorrow with cookie Carrasco. So, um, you know, I put up a poll before the se- this series started asking the fans uh, how they were feeling about the next four, like, you know, what, what they, uh, you know, a pred- little prediction. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, because anyone who said that they weren't going to at least split is obviously was obviously wrong, but I guess it doesn't right. really matter at this point. So um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? They won the first three series. They are now at least going to split this series. So as long as you keep doing that, that's all you can ask for. You know, that right. every big team in baseball is going to lose at least 50 or 60 games. It depends on what you do right. after that, you know? Totally. So uh, when was Bark in the Park? Did they even have it? No, it was supposed to be Monday, but it got rained out. So, I mean, I probably wasn't going to go at that point anyway, just because a chihuahua in the rain at all, it's it's never a good combination. Um, but there is another one, May 16th. For anyone who is interested, I will be going to that one. And I hope they rescheduled this one because they were both originally scheduled, April 18th and May 16th. Hopefully this one gets rescheduled, but we will see. I don't May think 16th. our dog's ready for Bark in the Park. I think that she needs no. to be around. No, she has to be around like other Crystal dogs. Crystal might need more. a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to sure. bring her around more and, you know, be around more people. The other day when um my brother-in-law walked in the house, like she was barking at him and then she just right. decided that she was going to just bark at me too, for no reason. Like I'm <laughs> sitting there, she's like confused. She's barking at both of us. I'm like, I, I live here. I feed you. Listen, it happens sometimes when dogs get like territorial protective, they just see red and they don't know what they're doing. So <laughs> she it's barked fine. everybody. It's, it's annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah, so someone mentioned here in the comments that you got your new, your new nameplate for the desk here. Uh, unfortunately, like the way that, that it's situated now with the camera angle, you can't see it, but I showed you a photo. It is now painted. So it's it painted. Awesome. It's beautiful. And it dwarfs Darren's. It's amazing. Yeah, Shoo, it's- you are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I can't pull it up here now because I don't want to fuck with the camera angle. But right. yeah, it's it, my nameplate's from Fantasy Camp, if you guys don't know. And Julia's is now like twice this. It's this large. This is a this is the sample, I guess, that she decided he was going to do another yeah. one and paint it. This is gigantic. It's twice the size as mine, which I'm totally cool with. Um, right. You know, it's I don't have a complex at all about your name being larger than mine <laughs> on, on, the, on the desks here. So that's totally cool. Um, Perfect. So let us know where you're watching from in the comments. We are getting some comments here. A bunch of people saying uh, that they yeah. hope you feel better, which is which is nice. Uh, and so also shout out to the person saying, I look like I need to shit. Shit? <laughs> yeah. Where is that? Someone said that a little bit up, but it's okay. I Listen, a no makeup show with COVID after a stomach virus. It's not the most outrageous guess in the world. It's fine. Yeah, but that's a little, that's a little rude. So David, the come internet. that's a little rude. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. So we got Jefferson, Indiana checking in Steven. How you doing down there? We got Louisville, Kentucky. So I like that we're hitting the, the South a little bit and, you know, a little bit West, I think, right. Indiana's yeah. in the center. So that's pretty cool. So, um, I don't know. This is not obviously on our, on our topic sheet here because we are not a, by any means a Yankees show, but 
can we finally put to rest the whole Cole, Scherzer, DeGrom? Did you see last night? I think they were in Detroit. He got booed off the mound from Yankee fans that happened to travel to Detroit. Or maybe they live in Detroit. He I made it just it. like the second inning and he got pulled from the game. I think he went one. A little, what is he doing? What did he get into the second inning? I don't know. He gave up like five walks, one run, whatever it was, and gets yanked yeah. from the game. And Yankee fans were relentless uh, to boo him, uh, relentlessly booing him off the mound, which, you know, it's just, I get in the offseason when there's absolutely nothing else to talk about, you know, SNY or the Post or whoever, they need their clicks, they need their views, they right. need people to engage with on the internet. And they'll put up these stupid, you know, arguments to say who's the best pitcher in New York. And clearly at this very moment, it is not Garrett Cole. It could pretty much be any guy on the Mets roster is better right. than Garrett Cole. Right. Exactly. Right. I okay. mean, I don't think it was ever really a debate though. I mean, to people not who watched. Us. No. I mean, listen, it's it's hard. Again, DeGrom hasn't pitched in, I think it will be a year by the time he actually does pitch again. So you can only talk so much shit, but like, you really don't need to when Garrett Cole's pitching the way he's pitching. So, I don't know. I, again, I also don't give a crap about the Yankees. Like, I literally never did. The only investment I have in Garrett Cole is the fact that the media has come up with this, like, narrative of who's better, Cole or DeGrom. And, like, I care about that because I care about Jacob DeGrom. But I don't care about the Yankees. I don't care about Garrett Cole. I don't care about their fans. Like, I mean, that's just me. Right. It's, I, well, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. Cool. I, I like... I don't care about the Yankees. I like kind of ruffling feathers with their fans just because it's fun. And sure. like it, it, it's especially when you're, you're friends with like a Yankee fan, like you're friends with, you know, Katie's boyfriend, Kate, Katie's right. fiance is, is a uh, Yankee fan, uh, July 16th, mm -hmm. by the way, I think. So let's go. No way. Am I correct? Got on that? It. Correct. No awesome. way. I finally knew it. And I, I'm not, I don't have that written down or anything, but I'm very maybe, impressed. I finally know your wedding date. I, I, I had to remember yesterday, I almost, I almost commit to something on the 16th. Um, no, you didn't. I did almost. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, sorry. I got a, a friend's wedding that day. So I had to let them down. That At least you finally wrote it down. Yeah. Well, now I just know it. Now I just, July 16th, we're having a big rager for Katie and Chris's <laughs> wedding. So shout out to them. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, hate and hating things and hating people and whatever, uh, let me put this up for a second. Where is it? Share screen. Sorry, I should have done this before we started the show. Uh, here we go. Um, if you can see this, maybe you can't. Uh, the amount of hate that Francisco Lindor got last year and all the offseason, all offseason was was incredible. Like how much money are we paying this guy? He stinks, whatever. He's not built for New York, whatever. The poll I put up last night, were you wrong about Francisco Lindor? Yes or absolutely. There was no no <laughs> option because if you were on Team Lindor, then clearly you just think this is funny and you wouldn't have voted. Right. So uh, a couple thousand people did vote. That's me. That probably means that uh, they were one of the haters. So Crazy. Francisco Lindor is the man I hope that we should be seeing for the rest of his Mets career, which is going to be a very, very long time as we long know, one. <laughs> unless they trade him or whatever. But uh, you know, if, right. if he does, you know, last for the duration of his con contract, he will be a Met for a very long time. So we should all want to be behind this guy. It's, it's crazy Agreed. when fans hate on their own players, like instead of giving them support, you know, and the ones, especially the ones you're not to say stuck with are very grateful to have Lindor as long as you do. But also I just like, what, free agent 
ever came to the New York Mets and like immediately thrived. <laughs> like for the most part, there's always kind of an adjustment period. I feel like, I don't know what the science is behind it. If it's just adjusting to New York and the media and the fans, who knows what it is, but like, give him time. Like, I feel like most logical people knew he cannot sustain being that bad with how good of a player he is. So I don't yeah, know. It's I not mean, shocking, Piazza but like, thank slow. God. Piazza, I mean, he didn't have a full year slump, but like Piazza started off slow. Uh, yeah. I mean, France, Beltran France, started off bad too. Beltran as well. Francisco had like spurts of greatness last year, but you know, yeah. I feel like when the whole thumbs down thing happened and Baez was here and they kind of like maybe, maybe some like bad vibes rubbed off on him. I don't know whatever it was, but right. I feel like the, the page has turned. It's a new leaf. Him and McNeil are, are, are thriving right now. Yes. And I feel like you have a theory about that. Like it's, it's over and done with nuts. Why like the, the bad blood's out of the way. Now they're yeah. both great or what? I don't know. It could just be like a beautiful coincidence, but I mean, I, I have to imagine any kind of riff. Oh God, the full screen is skipping me out. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine any kind of riff between any teammates is going to one way or another translate on the field. Uh, both McNeil and Lindor did not have anywhere close to their best seasons last year, both in the field and at the plate. So I think both of them being as on as they are. Now Lindor has been kind of I mean, he's had some great plays in the field, but I also feel like he's made a few more errors than we're usually used to seeing from him. But otherwise, they've been pretty solid all around, and they're thriving. And I think that matters, that they're both playing well. I think the two, I think those two together are very important to the Mets' overall success. Obviously, Pete Alonso has to be good. You know, obviously, Lindor, obviously, Starling Marte, the big names. But, like, Jeff McNeil, I feel like, is so important. He was such a good hitter. And what was it, 2019? Was that the big year he had? Yeah, he was an all-star. Yeah. You got to get him back to the way he was because he was huge. So, Well, speaking of, you know, sure. uh, certain times when you're watching a game and a certain player might have a, either an error or a bonehead move or whatever, and then they come in uh, the next inning and they they come through. And that's almost happened last night. If you, if yeah. you know why Pete Alonso is in this stretch, that was because of a bad throw from Lindor. And yeah. uh, this was in the 10th inning. Obviously, the Mets needed this out. And uh, if you – I don't know if you were watching the game, but if this was not an out, then the Giants would have went up 5-4. to four. And instead, yeah. this was called an out. It ended the inning, and then Lindor came in and, and was the hero of the day. So, yeah. you know, it's it's funny how things happen and, you know, work out in our favor. And thanks to replay, um, you know, the Mets, the Mets got away with that one, which is great. Yeah. No, that was awesome. I love that picture too. His face, all of it. It's so good. Do you see um athlete logos made like like the neon. you know like the shit yeah, the neon of that. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, I noticed also cool. in the ballpark, it was probably like one of my favorite new additions to the I just love the neons. I mean, I think you're in the yeah, neon. I'm actually shirt, right? I'm wearing yeah, the neon shade right yeah, now. Yeah. So the neons, I just have a, a such a strong connect. It's weird to have like a connection to like neon lights, but as a kid, okay. whenever you would drive by Shay, even on a non-game day, I'm almost positive the lights were always on. And similar to like the fountains at the at the Flushing Meadow Park, they're not always on. But on the nights where they are, it was cool where you would like drive by and you can kind of see the fountains when you're going down the Grand Central. And then the lights from Shay would be on. So like the Shay yeah. neons are something that I could always remember from my childhood, like driving by the ballpark sure. or down, you know, down that area of Flushing. So if you notice next time you're at a game. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but I did all I did. the new additions to like the, the Samsung screens, which are now everywhere. Mm -hmm. They updated the graphics and next to the batter, it'll have a neon batter next to the pitcher. It'll be the neon pitcher, which is cool. And they updated oh, like all the fonts and stuff like the, the, 
the visuals in the ballpark are are great. Um, yeah. Some people were like uh, mentioned that they didn't really like all the font selections. I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe I didn't like that. I think it was me. Maybe it was you. You're like, oh, I don't like the. It looked like handwriting for like the ERA or. Oh no, I don't know about that. But just whatever font they were using for the players' names, it just like looked very like not Mets. Not Gary and Ron were I... saying that like the the number five on the broadcast of the day they were showing the scoreboard and the number five looked kind of looked like an S. They were a little confused by. It. I mean, they know it's a five, but like it didn't right. really look like a five. Whatever. I mean, sometimes less is more, but I really like the 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 new neons. Um, yeah, you've also noticed that initially the uh it was called the Pepsi no, what was it called? The Party City deck. And then uh -huh. they changed it to the MM sweet seats, I think. And now I don't think yeah. they're called anything. I don't There's think it's nothing. branded because they MMs are gone. Well, are they gone by the yeah. bridge too? I didn't check by the bridge. You remember like by the bridge there yeah. was like two seats and you could sit next to like an MM. Yeah, like I don't, out. I don't know about that, but they're gone from the the deck, whatever they're calling it now. Right. Well, I don't think the deck has it. I think it's just called like the deck or whatever. But yeah. the wall behind where the the branding used to be is now screens. So like this screen's pretty much everywhere in the ballpark, and um, right. it's funny. Like, well, maybe it's not funny if you have a problem, but now that gambling <laughs> is so you know in our faces, it, I'm mm -hmm. sure you noticed when you're sitting in the stands. I don't know what inning it was, but every single screen in the ballpark said bet now said bet now, bet now, bet now. It was crazy. Like everything. Like if you look left, like where we are sitting in the big Alp reserve, you look left towards uh -huh. the bullpen, the entire screen up against the front of the shape bridge just said like bet now it was huge. And it's a new uh, era. yeah, I mean, if you're either like an alcoholic or a gambler, like a, 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 you know, compulsive gambler, a ballpark is probably a really hard place for you to go. For sure. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely didn't make things easier for those kinds of people. But I mean, for you, who has been full throttle embracing sports betting. Not anymore. It's got to be awesome. I haven't, no? gambled, I haven't gambled since Saturday. Wow. That's did you know my good for you. Well, do you know what my, my social, my experiment was? Did I ever tell you this? No. All right. So the first day that gambling became legal in early January, I put 50 bucks in, in a DraftKings, 50 bucks from January until saturday wow. so I gambled every day i gambled every day like five bucks here ten bucks here whatever but i was up and down up and down and then i took so you were the, using the money that you were winning to like yeah, i never put bets. more money in i put 50 got bucks it. in to start and never put more money in and i got to three months of, of entertainment yeah wow. over three months so you of ran out no out, i put all it. the rest of my money that was in the account on the mets to win the world series now my balance is at zero wow so i have yeah, a I bet. How much I that have was? I have pending bets in there, but I didn't lose uh -huh. any money. I just don't right. have any money left. So Good either I have to put more money in to keep gambling or just don't gamble anymore. And if the Mets win the World Series, I win money. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Okay. I, mean, I think that, was, a, that yeah, was a fun little experiment. Yeah. If we get a gambling sponsor, then of course I'm going to gamble every day. But um, <laughs> yeah, the up, uh, oh, I hear that the M&M seats are gone from Lucho on the bridge. Aww. And so did Rebecca Graziano, the seats are gone. All right, so no more M&M seats. If you really are a big M&M fan, I guess you're upset, but I don't really think that really matters much. I'm a big M&M fan, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much I care about their, their stadium presence. The rapper or the food? Oh, the food. I oh, mean, okay. the rapper too, but like more so the food. <laughs> okay, so now that we're talking about food, food, I don't know if you could see my shirt. Um, I was going to ask, what is this? This I is a new it. one. Do you see the it's background? Fun. Can you see the background of the, the screen right now behind us? 
like yes. all the different things. So that's uh -huh. all food, right? That's all food from the right. ballpark. So this is our second version of button up shirts from graphics Joker. The initial one was the, the Shea in city field. We called that party time. I think uh -huh. there was a beer on that one and a hot dog. We, we brought the hot dog in for this one as well, because this shirt is called the fan feast instead of fan Ooh. fest. This shirt's called the fan feast. So there's all different colors. I am wearing the light blue one, which I don't know if it, that's going to be like super popular, but I really, I just like it. I love it. I love that color. It's got cotton candy on it. It's got a, a Met soda cup. It has the, the nachos in a helmet. It has the, uh, actually, you know what? I'll show you this one. I got other colors here too. So I'm wearing ah. the, the light blue. There's an orange version and there's a gray version. I didn't want it to be super similar to the initial party time one only yeah. because, you know, so many people have those already. So the graphics on this one are a lot bigger just so it doesn't, it. it's not like, oh, I already have that all over shirt. I don't need this one too. So yeah. I'll see if you can see like, this is oh, the yeah. fabric. So there's like the nachos, the soda cup, the popcorn, the pretzel. Oh, I love the ice cream too. The yeah, the ice cream yeah, the yeah, that's awesome. The Homer and apple ice cream. Awesome. Like, I'm kind of messing up here. Let me turn this around. See this. There <laughs> it is. See it? So cool. Yeah. So he killed it on this one. So these are coming out soon. And this is kind of just a little sneak peek. There's another one here that I want to show you guys quickly that is going to get slightly tweaked because we had to change a couple things, but this one is, I don't know what it's going to be called. Maybe like Queensboro or something like that. So it's black. It has oh, all the different sick. street signs. So Seaver way, Roosevelt Ave, Shea road, uh, a train. It's not the That's seven awesome. train because we can't put sevens on trains without paying MTA. So this is another one. And those are going to come out. I don't know, a couple months from, from now. So, so cool. Uh, that's the story. So if you guys happen to notice the little subliminal change in the background for this year's show, that's why. Um, okay. So did you happen to go see the Tom Seaver statue? I didn't get too close of a look. So I didn't get to the game on Saturday because I had to work a little bit until like the fourth inning. So as I was walking in, it was like empty, which is crazy because like all weekend long it was packed. So I saw it somewhat from afar. I was trying to rush to get to my seats. Um, I didn't see it the day it was unveiled, though. Did you end up stopping by on your way in? Absolutely not. I saw a photo um, that Tacoma put up. Let me see if I could scroll back here so I could show people who happened to miss it. They so still had, like, the gates up and everything, too, which they're, now, are now down. Now they're now down, yeah. On Saturday, yeah. I think they were down, or maybe Saturday after the game, they were down. Understandably, they don't want people to get too fired For up sure. and climbing on the thing, you know? Yeah. So the first day, I think that they were up, and then after that, I think they came down. But... Um, yeah, if you happen to go out there on Friday for the opener, you may have been in this sea of people, which is it was insane. So Anthony Nicomo, I guess, took this from upstairs, like where the um, what is it called? Whatever that club is, the Piazza Club. Right. So the Piazza Club, and I I retweeted this saying that it looked like Woodstock because that's freaking crazy. So thousands upon thousands of people were out there. Um, waiting for the the unveiling. And if you happen to listen to the Met Stuff podcast that we now brought on with uh, Mark and James, Mark was tailgating with us, draft neck Mark, but James went over there to watch with his dad. And I was watching the show yesterday that they put up. And he said that, um, you know, people were kind of, you know, up against the barricades waiting for the, the ceremony to start. And like everyone who would walk by, like whether it be Gary Cohen or Piazza, like the crowd would go crazy. But when they, they did the, the ceremony, the actual ceremony and the, the speakers spoke and, um, you know, I'm sure Howie was great. I, I wish there was a place. Maybe there is. I could rewatch the whole thing. I haven't seen it, but um, sure. he said there were grown men like weeping in the stands, in, in the crowd for just like maybe they were, 
either huge Seaver fans or maybe they were touched emotionally from right. you know, seeing his wife there or that maybe that time wasn't there because Matt's dropped the ball for so many years on getting this done. But, yeah. um, you know, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I wish I could have been at both, but there's no way for me to, like, organize the tailgate and walk over for there, sure. and, you know, yeah. the whole thing, so. Although it wasn't for me to be in that that kind of crowd, and, and thank God I wasn't because barely I COVID. Um, but I don't know if I had that. But it's maybe I sort of Steve Gelbs. I, I know. Maybe Steve Gelbs gave you COVID. I don't know. But I also, it's very nice that he did have that crowd there. Obviously, you know, he wasn't there. But it was nice that that crowd showed up for him. Even though most people probably couldn't see much, it is a very nice touch that that, that many people showed up the way they did. It's what he deserved. It's what his family deserved. So, um Oh, did you see somebody said the whole ceremony is on the message yeah, too? Yeah, uh, I'm just about there to pull that up. Candace on YouTube said that the whole ceremony is ceremony is on the Mets YouTube. So I appreciate that. Perfect. That's the best part about having the comments live and us doing the, the show live. checkers. Well, there's two good things about the show being live. I don't have to edit anything afterwards. It yeah. goes right up and we're done, except done. for the sound. And then also <laughs> having people check in in the comments, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, it is. And it's every time we mess something up. They could just tell us. We don't have to make like we don't have to redact anything later or retract anything later. They can just tell us right, right there. We can correct ourselves right away. You were nervous in the beginning when we would go live, right? Oh my god, I I was so intimidated by this entire thing. I think a lot of it is because I was replacing Pete McCarthy, who's like an actual pro who does this for a living, and like who the hell am I? It was so intimidating at first. Remember the first day I came, I, I like printed out like stats, like I, I needed to know things about the Mets to do this, as if we ever talk about the Mets. Yeah, but Pete on the show it was different. Like, not that I wanted Pete to change by any means, but I was, but he knew that this wasn't this wasn't SNY, you know. So like, right. we didn't have to be so you know, X's and O's or whatever. Like we would have discussions where like, we're talking about him running like half marathons and stuff, you know, like right. it was fun. We, we, we had a good time with it and I hope he's, hope he's doing great. So, um, yeah. So anyway, the ceremony, I didn't know this. I'm going to get into this and I, I want your honest opinion if I'm wrong. And I want you to okay. feel like you could, that we're in the, we're in the nest we're in the trust tree here. And let's oh, just boy. pretend the camera's off for a second because, um, you have COVID right now. I had COVID in, yes. in December, I am fully vaccinated. My entire house is fully vaccinated. Um, for the most part, I think that last year when they had the the pod seating and the restrictions on the ballpark where you couldn't go unless you were vaccinated, I only know, this is the God's honest truth, I only know of three people that couldn't go to games last year because either they chose not to be vaccinated or they couldn't get vaccinated for whatever health reasons that they had. Three people. Right. So when the mayor came out, last month or whatever and announced that the entertainment industry is now exempt from the the rules and they don't need to be vaccinated in order to entertain on broadway or you know be athletes in the state of new york so Kyrie could play and i think aaron judge is not vaccinated and i think that nimo is or isn't i don't know but um whatever the case may be all of these players could now work or these entertainers could now work and get back to their normal lives and, and collecting a paycheck and, and entertaining us. Right. Right. So I guess I didn't see it, but I guess during the ceremony, which I definitely disagree with this part, uh, there were people protesting that the city workers can't work. 
Okay. Well, at I, the Tom Seaver ceremony? That's what I heard. I, I didn't see it. This is what I heard after the fact, right? So they either they had signs or whatever. They weren't protesting the Seaver ceremony. They were just kind right. of trying to get on TV still, or get in the back of SMI. Which the I, time I or place. Is, no, I don't think that that's the time or place for it. I think if you want to protest, you want to stand on Roosevelt Avenue, whatever it is, don't ruin the ceremony for other people. Yeah. But when the game, when I got inside the game, there was someone in our section that had the sign that said, Mayor Adams, let them work. And that means the beer vendors or, you know, city workers, sanitation, police, fire, whatever, all these people who cannot work, but Nimmo and these guys can, right? right. So I posted a photo on the Seven Lines Twitter that of that sign, and I wrote just the word yes. And I mm -hmm. feel like me writing that to the internet seems like I'm this anti-vaxxer and I'm telling people that we're anti-vaccine, which is not it what I'm saying. Me, I, I know what you meant. It perhaps needed a little more clarification than just yes, because you are talking to the internet and the internet- Well, I did, I followed it up after the fact. Interpret yes to mean whatever they want it to mean to fit however they feel about you. Right. It doesn't really matter what you meant unless you explicitly say this is exactly what I meant. And for the record, I completely agree with the fact that if we're going to let the millionaire, billionaire athletes play unvaccinated, that, yeah, the middle class working people should also be able to keep their jobs if they're not vaccinated. Personally, I, I would love if everyone was vaccinated. That's my stance on it. I think if you are medically able to get vaccinated, it is not dangerous to your health and you can and you're able, you should. Um, but if we're going to let the athletes have the privilege, which really it's it's just to make more money. And that's, that's the other thing about it. it. It's not like all of the fans need to be vaccinated either. None of there, the you fans. have a stadium full of fans this who are is, unvaccinated, is. but you, the, the beer vendor doesn't have to be, but the athletes can be. I, I get that. That doesn't make logical sense. That's just performative at that point. Um, so I agree. It, it needs to be all or nothing, one or the other, regardless of how you feel about it. My personal stance is people should be vaccinated, but regardless of how you feel, it should be one or the other. This, this in between, it, it's, it makes no sense. It's and not is, logical. That is exactly what I was trying to say. But I mean, how much can you get off in a tweet? So as exactly. I'm walking through the ballpark, <laughs> 25 people deep on the Shea Bridge, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like Joe Schmo, beer vendor, can't be here right now. You and I can be. We're both vaccinated. Right. You and right. I can be. But no one at the front gate is telling us, wear a mask, stay six feet apart. Uh, yeah. Are you vaccinated? Show us your, your Excelsior pass. None of that. That's all gone. So if right. all of that is gone then why can't the beer guy work? And I said beer guy, I mean, whatever. I didn't even see a beer sure. guy in our section, but you know what I mean? Anyone, right. why can't these people work? But Lindor can't, not Lindor, uh, Nimmo or Judge or Kyrie, these these people can play. So my whole thought process behind this is um, be all or nothing. Yeah. Like if the rule still standed where they had to be vaccinated or couldn't play, I'd be like, okay, that's the rule. But right. now that they can play, then everyone should be able to work. It's either all or nothing. I agree. And I, I will say, like, when I had saw your tweet, because you and I talked about it after the game, and before I saw it, like, I know you and I know how you feel about things. So, talking like, about I was, for two years. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of confused because, honestly, on first read, just seeing, yes, it is open to interpretation and you're not kind of sure. I could totally see someone who doesn't know you, who doesn't know your thoughts on the whole situation, taking that as an all sort of, like, anti-vax, let people work regardless kind of stance thing. I get that. But I also know you and 
the explanation you gave was just very logical. And I, I don't know how people can really disagree with it because it just. It well, just you know what? Um, the lesson learned. <laughs> the internet needs more clarification. I well, think you that's know what it is, but people like, like you said, people who don't already like don't either don't already like me or don't like the seven line. We'll see something right. like that and run with it and just be like right. twisted into whatever they want to uh, get out there. But did you happen to notice when Nimmo came into the game yesterday, the ovation he got from the crowd? I, I didn't hear when he came in because he came in like at the start of the inning, right? He, he was came a double in. Spread. So it was a buck yeah. and buck again. Like he found yeah. some kind of loophole to get him in the game. Right. And, also and I was more him. focused on Gabe Kepler, like freaking out about that than yeah. listening to the crowd. For so Gabe no, Kepler to think he knows anything more than Buck Showalter is, is laughable. Right. But anyway, so when this is, this is just me. Uh, venting a little bit about like hypocrisy, right? So mm-hmm. Nimmo comes in the game, everyone's cheering and getting excited. So is anyone mad that Nimmo is playing? Because if you're going to be mad that, um, or think that people shouldn't work because they're not vaccinated, but then on the same breath, cheer for Nimmo when he comes in the game, isn't that really a little hypocritical? I will say like, I, and I do see people extremely critical of Brandon Nimmo on the internet. Oh yeah, in of course. Person, I don't really when he know. comes in but, the game and wins, does something great for right. us, then you're going to clap for him. You also, you, you can't even judge the crowd. You don't know the opinions of the people cheering. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's fair. Again, like there are certain things with athletes where it's like, you know, it's worth judging them as human beings to not root for them and things that, you know, are kind of a little more, up to your interpretation. I think the vaccine thing falls on a spectrum for certain people. It's a bigger deal to others than it is to some. And that's fine. Again, I would love if all of the Mets were vaccinated and safe and healthy. But I don't like, again, because of all of the exemptions that have been made for athletes, it doesn't seem like that's a thing that's being forced to happen. So it kind of just is what it is. And we are, and again, we, are. we don't know if he is or isn't. I mean, someone in the comments, right. we don't like, know. It's only speculation. Not. I'm just using him as an example because when they were down at spring training and they were talking about the whole, can, if you can't play in New York, they were talking to him a lot. So right. either the press or the media thinks that he's not or whatever, but my whole thing is be all or nothing. Don't be hypocritical. If, if yeah. they can play, everyone should be able to work and end a story, especially since we don't need to show anything to yes. get into the ballpark. I anymore. think it would be very different if it was the fans all had to be vaccinated as well. And there was still that like strict, like distance between players and fans, but like players are signing autographs and interacting with fans. All of that's going back to normal and the fans don't have to be vaccinated. So who is that for? You know, it's all of these vendors are also, you know, interacting with all of these fans. I don't know. I agree. Again, would love if everyone was vaccinated, but it doesn't make sense to have rules for, some of the stadium, but not all of the stadium. Great. So I'm glad we're on the same page. And you know what? Like a lot of times when things happen and like, let's say I like fuck up on the internet or write something stupid and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, just let it, let it die out or whatever. But like, I feel like on this, I almost do have to defend myself because yeah. we're not anti-vaxxers. I'm not telling I'm right. vaccinated. Like right. everyone I know is pretty much vaccinated. Like, right. it, we're, and not to mention last year, like I said, when, you had to be vaccinated to go to games. I only know like three people that couldn't go to games out of hundreds yeah. of people that sit with us. So anyway, the yeah. Cephalon army is not anti-vaxxers. You know, I feel like everyone should just have the fair right to work right now. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Did you happen to see, this is funny, like for the Mets to be on TMZ. Did you know this? Did you see this yesterday? No. So the Mets were on TMZ and it actually wasn't for anything bad. Uh, MLB star. Oh, I did Stalin see the Martin. story though. Yeah. He wanted his number six so badly when he signed with the Mets that he gave McNeil a Rolex and Rolexes could be up to like six figures. So I guess when you're making like almost 80 mil off this Mets deal, 
what's an extra like hundred grand. But um, I think one of the reporters, maybe it was Tacomo, asked, uh, I don't know if he said like how much is it, but he's right. That's I'm like, oh, it's a really nice watch. I'm like smiled or winked or whatever. So like McNeil basically got like a hundred grand to give up his jersey number. Not not a bad deal, especially no. when you haven't gotten your own contract yet. Not a bad deal at all. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so happy lately. Yeah, Maybe right? that's why he's playing so well. And I, uh, now he's number one. So he took um, <laughs> Jordani Valdespin. I know, I know, it was a Med Rosario before, but it will always be Jordani Valdespin. Yeah, I'm the man right now. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice to see that. Uh, you know. I mean, I guess it's nice to see for him. It means nothing to me that he right. got a hundred thousand dollar watch, maybe. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I wrote down a few random things here that I wanted to get your opinion on. Um, number one being Taylor Swift has a species named after her. Did you notice that? I I saw the headline <laughs> and literally laughed out loud and was like, I can't even entertain this. I'm gonna keep scrolling. So, <laughs> so I guess so I didn't even look at it. in Tennessee found out, like found or discovered like a new centipede. And named it like the Swifty or something like that. Yeah, That's she was like, she said something like she was such a big Swifty and like Taylor's music had such an impact on her life that she wanted to, <laughs> as a tribute to her, name some sort of insect after her, whatever. Yeah. God bless. Whatevs. So I know you've been a little under the weather the, weather the past couple of weeks, especially yes. now. Have you been able to send out your t-shirts yet for your t-shirt quilt? No, I, I really haven't. And mostly because I was for the most part I was supposed to be going to the Mets game Monday night. I was at my boyfriend's house when I found out I had COVID. So I've really been quarantined there. No, he's been taking tests nonstop and he doesn't have it yet either. So All right, great. good for him. I mean, I'm sure it's coming, but whatever. So um, you get but around I've been to it. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Your 2015 t-shirt quilt from Project Repat. So if you don't know about Project Repat, uh, I don't know where you've been. You obviously haven't been watching the show the past two years. So projectrepat.com, check them out. Over 500,000 happy customers dating back to 2012. They've been in the game a long time, pretty much as long as us. And what they do is they take your old t-shirts, cut them up into squares and turn it into a t-shirt quilt. They have the lap size, the twin, the full, the large throw, the queen. I think uh, Rebecca Graziano was saying to go with either the full or larger, just because yes. I think the squares get bigger and they don't have to cut off any of the logos. So check them out. Great idea for you to uh, recycle your old t-shirts. Maybe you gained weight, maybe you lost weight, maybe you got a hole in your favorite shirt and you don't wear it anymore. So you can uh, send them your shirts. They cut them up, sew them up and send them back to you. And they start at just $75. But if you use our promo code, which is the number seven L I N E 22, you can get 30% off, which is a great deal. So check out their site, projectrepat.com. They have um, a gallery. If you scroll down to the bottom, you can see some of the examples of their other oh, happy customers. Cool. And they also have a commercial there if you want to watch that as well. So check them out. Great friends of the show. And we sell a ton of t-shirts a year, or maybe you go to an outing with us and you get a t-shirt with that. So do something with them. And um, yeah, I'm sure you'll love it. So I can't wait to see yours. Same. I'm very excited. I, I feel like the day I actually have it is going to feel like not real. I've been talking about it for so long, but I will. That will be my first healthy task is I will send out those damn t-shirts and get my quilt. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. So um, bigger MVP so far for you. Do you think it is Buck or Hefner? It's hard. It, it's not like an easy argument to make. I feel like you have to go Hefner just because who thought this starting pitching would be as good as it was? Like prior to the double header yesterday, I, I, 
and this could be wrong, I think Scherzer was like the only starter who had like given up runs or something like that. Like, or he had given up the most runs of any starter, which is insane. So you have to give some credit to Hefner there for at least getting, and like, I think McGill might've been, but Peterson was not even supposed to make the team. I don't think out of spring training and to have him be as productive as he's been. Awesome. I mean, Buck also that play, I didn't see this happen live. I watched the replay of it. But that play with J.D. Davis stealing when they were trying to appeal that was it Sunday, third, yeah. I have never seen that before, like done in the that was a thing. Yeah, me either. And done so successfully, like something that they all knew to do because they specifically practiced it in spring training because Buck Showalter said to. So. so if you happen to miss it, let me just give you a quick rundown. So uh, J.D. Davis was on first. Dom Smith left third to score. And um the uh the d-backs right d-backs yeah Yeah. thought that maybe he had left early so they went to appeal it the mets weren't exactly sure if they were going to win the appeal even though they would have anyway and it wasn't well there wasn't three there wasn't two outs so you know wouldn't have ended the inning so there's like fuck it let's just give up jd davis have him run to second and if they try to tag him out then the play is dead and they can't appeal because that like they can only appeal if nothing else happens between the appeal and the first pitch of the next batter right so they just sent Davis and then everyone was confused. He ended up being safe at second uh-huh. and JD and uh, Dom Smith scored. So it was, it yep. was excellent. When, when Ed Oliver Perez was on the mound, which made it that much better. So it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. I can't believe he's still playing. It's insane. It's wild that he is still playing baseball, but God bless. Good for him. When we were sitting out in the section on Saturday, Friday, whenever it was, and you see him sitting in the bullpen. Like, he looks like one of the coaches. He is so <laughs> much visibly older than all of the other bullpen pitchers. Let me wild. look it up. I wonder 40. if he's older than me. I, I'm pretty sure he's 40. So he's younger than me, then. He's grayer. He's played for 20 years. I remember it was an even an even year. He, he's been playing for 20 years, but it, he could he be He will be 41 this August 15th, so I'm older Crazy. than him by a little bit. But Imagine yeah, you were just playing major league baseball right now instead of doing this um Do you think no, your body could handle that i can't imagine that no Crazy. well yeah i think it could i mean well maybe not i don't know who knows <laughs> but uh anyway so today <laughs> i was fantasy camp up. mvp talking there absolutely see the freaking <laughs> i got the lineup card behind me that says mvp right on it i know uh, we all know yeah so um i was ha- i happened to be browsing the mets website today and um I saw this little deal here, which I didn't know was a thing. Maybe you could tell me if you knew about this already. The amazing Mets pass. Did you see this? It's $75 a month on limited games. That's kind of sick. Yeah. I mean, there's, it says there's some like blackout. There's some dates that like you can't go, but like, if you look at this, if you look at it now, if you're watching live, this is on the Mets site. So it's called the amazing Mets pass presented by Coors Light. I don't know why it's presented by them, but um, $75 a month. Uh, includes a ticket to every regular season game. There's a little asterisk there. I guess there's some blackout dates. Uh, maybe in like August, you can't go to the Subway Series or something like that. Yeah, it um, says down there the dates you can't go. So I'm oh, yeah, okay. So at 4.15, that was opening day. I don't know what 7.9 is. Okay. Um, is that the Keith is, Hernandez game? Keith Hernandez retirement. Yeah. Then the and then 26th and 27th, the Subway Series. So yeah, those, those are the only exclusions. So if I was still living in Queens, like I was going to games back in the day, hanging on the Shea Bridge anyway, $75 yeah. to get in every single game is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did something similar to this. I want to say right before the pandemic. I think they did this in 2019. Yeah. I'm happy they brought it back. Um, but it says it's standing room. You don't even get a seat out of it. I guess I get it. You know, they can't 
guarantee seats to 75 people. bucks that's like going to one game in a seat so the thing that know, you can do here is anywhere. you see this though um a complimentary upgrade to a ticketed seat for one monday through thursday game per month right. so for right there is you're pretty much set. well who knows where, where they're going to stick you but honestly right. i'm not telling anyone to go you know buy this and skirt the rules here but you could pretty much sit in like the 300 or 400 level on yeah. a regular day without a ticket to the 300 or 400 level. Uh, right. So buying this just to get in the door, hang out with your friends, get something to drink or eat on the Shea Bridge and right. then go up and sit somewhere. Um, well, I will say, like any weekday game, I'm really upset. My entire family, my brother and his fiance are up from North Carolina and my entire family, like 10 of us were supposed to go to the game tonight. We got nice seats in section 110. I had bought them all on my credit card and now I can't go because I have COVID, whatever. Um, but we, there was only they were only like something like twenty two dollars a ticket for like nice field level seats. So, I mean, I guess to me that's why it doesn't seem like such a great deal. Only because like I I don't I couldn't see myself. I don't live close enough to be going that often. I guess if you do, it's different. But I'd rather just like I go on TickPick again. I don't know why they won't come on as a sponsor at this point because I talk about them all the time. <laughs> but it's the best. There's no taxes or fees. You can literally and especially weekday games or just any like non subway series or big advertisement for whatever and you can find dirt cheap good seats so i feel like that's what i would stick to so this pass is not new you're right i guess they did do it in years past but dave too i might have made that up dave checks in and he said it used to be 36 for the month yeah so it's pretty much double now but i mean the bets are better team that's true they are a better team so yeah, that's I was actually looking at some tickets for last night. I wanted to go. I still think the best seats in the ballpark are right in front of the uh WFN, uh not the FN, uh 8880 and SNY booths in the mm-hmm. 300 level. It's yeah. incredible because you get yeah. a little bit of a break from the wind. If it's a super hot day, you're kind of in the shade. But last night I looked at the weather and I was gonna bring Amelia and, and Kelly was gonna come, obviously. And um when the weather was calling for like high of 40 something and windy at night. I was like, I'm not going to, I, I could, I could grin it bear, but I don't want to put Amelia through that and then have to like, right. leave early, you know, she's still at such a delicate age where you don't know if she's going to love baseball or like, as like her teenage rebellious phase, she decides to hate baseball just to spite you. And you can't <laughs> have that working against you. You cannot drag her out into like no. 35 degree weather. How about the, uh, all you can eat promo. You saw that one. So there's so. another ticket. It's 60 bucks. All you can eat during the game. It it starts one hour before first pitch and goes to like the fourth inning. But it's all of the, the restaurants, all of the everything. Not, it, in the there's place. like certain locations. So I bet you can get like burgers, dogs, pretzels. You can get soft drinks. Yeah. You can't get alcohol. That's not Shake Shack. Can I get a milkshake and a burger? Uh, you could probably get a milkshake. I don't think you can go to like Shake Shack. Also, yeah. like honestly, at the $60 and you have to wait on the line to go get the food. How much food can you possibly eat in four innings to make it worth it? You know, I mean, I think this sounds nicer than it really is. If it was Shake Shack, maybe because like I'll I'll drop sixty dollars at Shake Shack, no problem. (laughs) You can't go up and get like the entire menu. It's probably like, all right, you're one person, you can get one drink, fries, and a burger, and then you have to go up again. So I don't think it's worth it. I don't think I could eat sixty in the game. Yeah, yeah. If you're there as a family, maybe it's nice. Um, So I, I brought this up yesterday on Twitter. Because I didn't happen to see even one vendor come down in our section on Friday or Saturday. Not There was no water, no popcorn, no pretzels, no beer, nothing. So 
now I think they did this last year as well. Last year was different. There was more restrictions. Um, on the Shea Bridge at the top of the Shea Bridge, like near our section, there's like rolling carts where they sell beer or like uh, the seltzers or whatever they happen to be selling that day. But I didn't notice even one come down in the stands. And I wrote it on Twitter asking like if anyone else noticed. And pretty much everyone said they didn't see any the entire uh, homestand so far. So I don't know if it's like gone forever or they want people to just get up and, and stand on these lines. But is that just a, our section or any section? They're not going any, down. Any. Really? Yeah, I put up a tweet yesterday. Let me see if I could find it. And there's not one reply that I saw of someone saying like, yes, we saw food vendors. So That's I think they they're really pushing you to like go wait online. And I don't I don't do that. Like I'm. Yeah, I, I didn't wait on one line on Friday or Saturday. I did have two beers in the ballpark. Uh, thanks to, uh, Lucho got me one and, uh, my buddy Kevin got me one, but not that, not that I even asked them for it. They came down and like, here, here's a beer, you know? Um, but I, when I go to the bat, when I go get up from my seat, I'm usually running to the bathroom and coming right back to watch the game, you know? So I wrote, um, yeah, I wrote this tweet and there was a bunch of replies here and I don't see one person saying that anyone came to our sections or any sections. So I don't know if it's over forever or what the case may be, but, um, I may never eat or drink in the ballpark ever again. <laughs> I know. Honestly, <laughs> it's not worth I when I get my Shake Shack, like I get into the stadium early. I wait on that line before the game starts. I don't like missing the game. Like so many times, and I get it because like I want to see these people too, but people who are at the games today and other sections like, oh, like let's meet up somewhere during the game. And I'm like, I don't want to. I like sitting in my seat and watching the game. Like I am there to watch the game. That I don't know. That's like I'm one of same. my biggest peeves. Um, I don't like wasting time being on a line or not being in the seat I paid for to watch the game. So I, I, I in the parking lot. You know, I I eat some food out there before I go. And again, also being a guy who doesn't eat meat or dairy, I don't. I don't right. like to say that I'm vegan because like I'm not super strict. If there's like a little bit of butter on some steamed vegetables at a restaurant. I'm not going to like throw it on the floor and get pissed. So I, I don't claim to be vegan. I just say like I'm mainly plant-based. So like right. the options for me are kind of limited anyway in the ballpark, but there's no freaking way I'm waiting online for anything. Uh, yeah. Unless there's no line, I'll go up. Like there is a vegan area in the corner. Kelly went the other day. There's never a line there. Um, or maybe there might be like four people waiting. So I'll right. do that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a thing forever or what they're trying to do, but maybe since they're cashless. This is a little off topic, but speaking of things that were added to the stadium, I saw, this is really great. April is Autism Awareness Month. And I saw, did you nope. see this? They added like a, a sensory section for yeah, family of people with um, any type of autism spectrum disorders. If the stadium itself becomes too loud and overbearing, whether it be like the speakers are too loud, the crowd is too loud, there's too many people, whatever. It's kind of just a place for those families to go to deep decompress, quiet away from everything. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, they. I they, don't know they, whose they idea it was, but I love yesterday. it. I think Sandy had a um, you know, a couple quotes about it. So if you're watching live, this is on the City Fields Twitter account. It says, we've installed a sensory nook designed to help those with autism, ADHD, and dyslexia escape from the overstimulation that can occur at a major sporting event. And it kind of looks just like a little booth, like a, a yeah. quiet like a quiet area um, to sit and chill and get away from like the loud noises and, and whatever else is going on in the ballpark. So um, there's a place that... Um, my buddy actually became an owner of it. This is completely well, kind of on topic, but it's a kids' uh, play place area out in in Riverhead. 
I think that one is called uh, Safari Adventure. And right. they have a whole room for kids that maybe you know in the same boat to just chill like it, the place is the place is crazy there's like bounce castles and like yeah. all things for kids to do there but there's also like a quiet room if you need to just chill and and you know uh zone out for a little bit so it's it's there's like like um soft music playing it's darker there's like little couches and stuff in there and at least when he owned it a couple of years ago or three years ago before COVID, it was there so i don't know if it still is but um yeah definitely a very good idea did you know do you remember i don't know if it was with you or pete or who, when i spoke about this but saying that there should be daycare at ball games this might have been me but i'm not sure but because go on there, i'm listening daycare at like casinos i'm pretty sure when kelly and i went to before we had a area <laughs> Uh, we went to like Mohegan or one of those places in Connecticut and I'm almost positive there was a daycare area for parents to drop their kids off while they can go gamble. But, you know, I'm not saying that parents should drop their kids off so they can get like sloshed at the game and drive them home. Right. But right. if you're going to do it responsibly and be like, listen, I really, I don't have childcare. My kid doesn't give two shits about the game and I want to yeah. watch the game, uh, drop the kids off, watch the game and then pick them up and bring them home. You know, like for sure. And they'll have fun. Like the kids might enjoy going to that. Like when Kelly used to bring them to the gym. Idea. No. Yeah. And I was going to say, cause like for get, kids have to reach a certain game before they can handle or a certain age before they can handle like a full game. Baseball, as much as we love it and we can have the debate until we're blue in the face, but if baseball games are too long for most kids who don't understand the game of baseball, it is yeah. too long to have them out there all day and expect them whatever. So even if you don't leave your kid there the whole game, if yeah, like, you know, when off. they're over it and if you want to watch the end of the game to have a safe place that you can be like, okay, I'll pick you up when it's over. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. There I think that's how you grow the game. And then by the time, then kids will still be excited to keep coming to baseball games, whether it's to watch the game or to go play in the fan fest area or whatever the case may be. And then by the time they are a little older, before you know it, they're going to be watching the whole game. And that's how... Maybe we just thought of something here. Maybe yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to text Alex after the game and, and let her know yeah. needs to do this. So uh, this I know we're, at, we're actually running out of time here. So let me get to wow. last week's uh, giveaway winners, which was for the Jackie Robinson T-shirt that you may have gotten if you went to the ballpark on Friday. Oh, I do. Uh, I have mine right here, actually. It is the Brooklyn Love 42 T-shirt jersey. There you go. I love that there's no ads on this at all. Um, like we talked about last week. So we have two winners this week and how you get, in, uh, get involved on the um, giveaway. If you're listening afterwards, you have to go on to either our Facebook account or our Twitter account and share the show on Facebook or retweet on Twitter. And that's how you're put in the running. I'm not going to play the Howie noise because I don't have enough time right now. So um, <laughs> that's it. So if you're listening after, maybe you're watching on YouTube and you want to get involved, just go do that. So the winner on Twitter is at C-R-U-S-S-E-10. And on Facebook, Jamie Lee. So shout out to you guys. I will get your address info and send it out. Last week, we gave away the two game-used balls. I shipped those out yesterday, or Lizzie shipped them out yesterday. Uh, shout out to her for that. So this week, I don't have a photo of this. I don't know if I could pull it up quickly while we're talking. But we are giving away from the Mets two of the Francisco Lindor garden gnomes, the bobble gnomes. Oh, my God. I want to see what this looks like. Please find the picture. Um <laughs> I'm so curious. It's a bobble gnome, right? Yeah, it is a, it is a, it is a, I saw it at the, um, oh, here we go. Actually, this is my photo. Oh my Actually, gosh. no, it's not my photo. I took a very similar <laughs> one when I was at the what's new event. So this is the oh. bobble gnome. 
It is a garden that gnome. Looks like him. They oh yeah, it looks gnome. great. Do you remember they did like the Nemo gnome years ago? Yeah. So I'm it's similar there. to that, but it's a bobble gnome. So it, the head's bobble. So we are going to give away two of these next week by sharing this week's show. So if you're watching live, you're listening afterwards on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, you, maybe you ask Alexa to play our latest episode. All you have to do to get in the running is go over to Facebook, our Facebook account, or the Twitter account and retweet the show. And that's how you're put in the running to win. So um, another question that I have for you because you're in this world. Do dogs eat yes. their own poop? Yes. Why? They do. Because they're disgusting creatures. Yes. I, is it some, Unfortunately. I, I was almost positive yesterday. I don't know if I was just freaking shot. I was almost positive that Bristol goes in the yard, poops, and then a couple minutes later, I'm like seeing her in the same location, like chewing something, and I was hoping it was like a stick. Yeah, no, it's very possible. Sometimes they smell their food Ugh. in their poop, so it's just like an instinct. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes there's just no rhyme or reason they just do it. So, um, hints to help avoid that from happening, you could put meat tenderizer in the food and there's like things you can put in it that like they won't taste it going down but when they go to eat their poop it will i don't How know do we always end up talking about poop on this show we because all need it there's three minutes left you're my like human dog expert and i saw this and was disgusted and i'm hoping i don't know for a fact but i'm hoping it was like a stick or a little rock or whatever but yeah. i was like oh my god this is disgusting people <laughs> let their dog lick their faces after they like eat their own shit anyway yeah. Um, another great well, episode of Orange and Blue Thing. <laughs> I don't actually mind the uh, the uh, remote. Like I, I, I thought I was gonna hate it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, All right, so fine. no, I don't hate it. It's fine. Feel better. Maybe I'll see you Thank next you. week. If not, we'll just do it like this again. No big deal. Fingers crossed. Um, I am racing this weekend, so hopefully that goes well. And uh, the Mets, the Met, thank you. The Mets are going to be in Arizona. And we talked about this last week. I don't have the flyer to promote yet, but the deuce in Florida and in, in Florida, the deuce in Arizona, where we pregamed back in whatever year that was are doing specials all weekend for Mets fans. As soon as I have the flyer, I, I will promote it, but you're going to want to go check that out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Arizona. They're doing a special Mets fan meetup. We're not going to be there, but they enjoyed having us out there so much the last time that they wanted to just hook you guys up. So definitely Thanks. check them out. Anything else you want to say, Julia? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm good. I need oh. to sleep. <laughs> okay. Go to sleep. Uh, maybe I'll see you next week. And uh, I guess that's it. All right. Go Mets. All right. See you guys.